Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Warning. The Outsider's Edge contains strong opinions, unconventional views, and contrarian stances. Listen, if you dare. Hey, yo! sound of those sirens y'all that can only mean one thing thank you for listening to another edition of the outsider's edge podcast right here on the chair shot radio network where we invite you to enjoy your day the chair shot way and always use your head this is not your boy rance aka ray cash this is your boy mr kyle morris however however and a surprise twist for y'all, the listeners. I have reached in and recalled from assignment my good brother, the Kenny Carl <laughs> Bitch, please. Carl ain't ever coming back, and we know it. <laughs> the Kenny to my coda. Mr. Rance Morris is back in the motherfucking building. I have missed you. I've missed you too, but my bad. I, I thought this was bandwagon nerds. I'm sorry. I'm I got the wrong show. Oops, sorry. <laughs> What's up, man? What's up, babe? How you doing? It's good to see you. Oh man, it is good to have you back. I want to thank um, everybody who has been in through the Outsiders Edge since you've been gone. You know, thank yes. you to Sir Sam. Thank you to PC. Thank you to 
our recurring friend, Mr. Mags. Um, you say you Mags. I, I owe Mags a debt he'll never understand. Uh, thank y'all so much for filling in and helping me keep the show going in Rance's absence. But for at least the next couple of weeks, we got the dynamic duo back together. And man, we came back together just in time because who? What's your favorite? The bold. Break it. Yep. Well, hey, hey, hey. Watch, watch out on your euphemisms. That's a bit much. Oh, no, no, no. Like, as far as news goes. Okay, alright, because oh. that dam could be breaking is being used in a lot of different perspectives right now. Nah, man, so like, there's some rumors out in these streets, Brother Rance. Like, yep. hit the people with these crazy rumors. Well, I gotta tell you, if there was ever a day for the journals to earn their little earn their money, and then, you know, again, I, some of them deserve the respect. A lot of the other ones, fuck them, but hey, it was a hell of a day for the journals the past few days because the rumors are that first and foremost, let's start with the first one, okay? CM Punk, aka Phil Brooks, aka I got my ass knocked out twice in the UFC, aka uh, Colt Cabana's former best friend. Yeah, aka I fucked over the nicest person in the business, Orange Swaggle. Uh, yeah, I'm hating that. I'm hating for that perspective because that that's fucked up to me. But nonetheless, CM Punk. Is reported to have signed. It's reported to have reached out and working on a deal with a company. Now, the report does not say which company, but you can pretty much guess which company people think it is. To that credit, Mr. Punk, who is a Chicagoan, put out today on on Instagram on his story. The serious by the Alan Silvestri project song, which for those of you who don't know is the theme song to the Chicago Bulls. Mm-hmm. Which, if you remember, if you if you were a kid of the I 90s, mean, you know what that sound mean. It means Jordan coming out. So, I mean... Also, 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 it's important to remember he's a Chicago boy because, like, that right. company that he's rumored to be working with, they were born in Chicago... Their biggest show is in Chicago, and that show is uh, right around the corner, and they have pretty much looked like they're getting ready to crown a new champion at that show, so, like, it could be clobbering time. (laughs) Maybe clobbering time. First and foremost, let me say this. If Punk does come back, I hope he's, I hope he's healthy, I hope he's if it's a wrestling capacity, I hope he's able to do what he did. Seven years off is a hell of a thing, but we've seen recently with people like Edge, it's very doable. Punk was talented enough that I don't think he wasn't he wasn't based on athleticism, right? He was a student of the game and kind of built like those old 70s, 80s, 70, uh, 70s, 80s-esque wrestlers who just kind of knew the business. So he should be fine. I got to tell you, I think what scratched the itch for him was the Hill Show with Stephen Amell. Because that's the first time he's been in a wrestling capacity. Like a real wrestling capacity. Not showing up to an indie show for his homeboy. And not the backstage show where he's really like on a studio. But he's in a wrestling capacity. That probably scratched his itch. I mean, I wouldn't doubt it. And I mean, when we talk about like the names that are out there, like it it don't don't come much bigger than CM Punk. Like... 
Cookie Monster's always in demand. Well, let's keep it a buck. Legit question for you. And I I, I want you to answer this as of 2021, not as of 2014. And I'm not trying to be blasphemous here. I'm asking a legit question because everybody has different opinions. But this is a big deal. It's a huge deal. But is CM Punk still the name he was when he left? To the audience that watches AEW? Yes. Okay. Great. To the what, audience that watches AEW? Yeah. Absolutely. He's still... It, that name still means what that name meant. Um, and to be to continue to keep it a buck, if he were going to come back, like, legitimately, AEW is the company I would want him to come back to, not because... I don't think WWE is still the biggest stage. Like, they are obviously still the biggest stage. Sure. But I've seen CM Punk versus Seth Rollins. I've seen CM Punk versus Roland Re- Roman Reigns. Oh, Rain. yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was I've right, seen... Because he with the shield before he left, yeah. Yeah, I've seen CM Punk versus Cesaro and, yeah. like, most of those names. Like, I've seen it. Yeah. Fair. I haven't seen CM Punk versus most of the elite. Omega, Jungle Boy, Darby. I'm with you. Hangman. Like, Hangman, yes. Who hopefully is a champion coming up. That's no, We'll talk about that here in a minute. We're going to get to that. Um, so I, and I, I, I agree with you completely. I, I think he's a he's a huge star in the wrestle sphere regardless. I still would like to see him come back to WWE for one reason. Just because nobody will believe his shit. Like, I don't really care to see him wrestle. I just would want to see him do a Bret Hart Show up. Oh, people will shit their ETS pants movies. if cult of yeah. personality hit. If, if cult of personality hit in the middle of the arena, like people would shit their fucking pants. But for you, as an old school Ring of Honor fan, if he does come to AW, Miseria, Miseria, how you say it, Cantera, mm-hmm. his Ring of Honor theme song got to be the song, dog. I mean, perfect for a stadium. That got would, to be the song. I would, I would think probably. Probably. I, I mean, if they, if they if they want it to be instantly recognizable that that's who it is. If they want it to be instantly recognizable that's who it is, probably. But I well, mean, could, and the only reason I say probably Benny is, Hill. Yeah, yeah, but I'm saying, what does Punk want to do? That's fair. Because, like, Speaking of, he could say, like, no, nah, I want to do this new song that I'm rocking. Well, you're right, but shit, Tony Khan's showing he'll spend money. Oh, Tony will buy the rights. Tony will buy the rights. Like, Tony bought the rights for Orange Cassidy to come out to the fucking Pixies. Wild Thing? Oh, like, Wild Thing costs money, but, like, you shelling out money for a Pixies song, like, you dropping WAP. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm black. I don't know who the fuck they are. That's They're a huge punk rock band. I, I, I've learned, so, you know, I, but, hey... I know the I know the Tarzan Boy song. I know that one. I mean, he spent money yeah. on that one, too, yeah. Um, punk and AW, man, that's that's big for. I think that's a bigger move in the outside of wrestle sphere than the other rumor. What do you think? I mean, I think that it's a bigger move for the outside wrestle sphere, just because I think that people are still more people outside of wrestling are still more likely to have heard of punk. I think Absolutely. that the other rumored name, while he is considered one of the greatest wrestlers ever and is a ginormous name in wrestling, I don't know if he himself has crossed over. His signature chant has crossed over Facts. into everything, Facts. but I don't Facts. know if he himself has crossed over. 
<clears throat> However, we all we all know what song he gonna come out to when. <laughs> hey, hey, Europe, keep getting them checks. Keep getting them <laughs> checks. Shout y'all... out to the American Dragon. Yeah, yeah. The rumor is, and I mean, this one is a rumor. Like this rumor is saying that the contract is already signed and like done deal done. Uh, the rumor is the American Dragon Brian Danielson, Daniel Bryan, is uh, also all elite. That's a big one too, for multiple reasons. First and foremost, their talk. The rumor is, and you know what? I don't normally do this, but because it's such a huge report, I want to say the guy that that that. Yeah. Dropped it. Give Cassidy Haynes from Bodyslam.net. I, I want to give him his credit because it's a huge scoop if it's real. Yeah, <clears> if <throat> he shows the fuck up and that story turns out to be like true, like homie just got like instant credibility within this particular sphere. 100%. Um, but so all the things involved, first and foremost, he's supposed to, if it happens, he's supposed to debut at the Arthur Ashe show in New York. Because it's called Grand Slam. That's going to be, that's supposed to be what Tony. Uh, can you imagine the New York Smarks if Final 15, Countdown? 15,000? If Final 15, Countdown fucking hits? Banana pancake. Uh, that's number one. Number two, I think, so apparently what swayed the deal was the ability to work with New Japan. And we know concretely, I don't know if it's a working relationship or what, but AEW is working with New Japan. I mean, just this week, Lance Archer beat Moxley for the IWGP US title. And next week, he's fighting Haku's son, Hikuleo. So God bless Archer because the Samoans. Because we here at the Outsider's Edge still give all deference to the Tongans. The song might have changed, but the (laughs) deference did not. We know what side our bread is buttered on. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Bro, we defer to all island nations. So, first and foremost, I'm more excited about Brian in New, New Japan. Brian in the G1? Jesus Christ. Fuck Brian that. and Shingo? Brian and Okada? Brian and Shingo? Brian and Naito? Brian, Nike, Brian, and, Brian, versus, Brian versus Naito, and who can kill each other before the match is over? <laughs> Brian versus Suzuki? Brian versus, Brian versus Ishii? Ryan versus um, uh, Kota Ibushi in Who Got the Worst Neck? I mean, like, give it to me. Direct it, inject it directly into my veins. But, like, legitimately, though, both of these things are evidence of something that there's lots of evidence for, which is AEW is cooking with grease right now. Like, they are cooking with grease. The fire is hot. They drew, or they had 1.125 million this week. Huge like, number. the number keeps going up. They're steadily getting more than a million viewers. They've got a lot of buzz. The show is easy to get through. Like, it is a quick two hours. So fast. So fast. Too fast if, for my liking, but yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I said before we started recording, but I think it's worth repeating. This p- past week's Dynamite, Fighter Fest Night 2, from top to bottom for me, one of the most enjoyable Dynamites they've done in months. Now, really? some of that is because it played to one of my 
incredible personal biases, which is that it had no Cody and no Bucks. Wonderful night for us. Yeah, like for <laughs> me, that automatically raised the grade on the show because I'm just like, wait a minute, the two things that I like the least are not here? We did have to deal with the Gallows match, but, you know, that was did, But it was to further the hangman angle. And yes. we're here for anything that involves furthering of the hangman angle and the hangman angle this week kind of clued me in at least i think to what the five uh the five for next week are going to be facts because uh so they do have the angle the way that it worked is gallows was fighting kaz because kazarian is doing this whole elite hunter gimmick Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And so Anderson helps Gallows win, and then Kenny comes out to beat the dog shit out of Kaz and cuts actually a pretty good promo for a little bit until he, like, forgot his lines and Don Callis had to finish it for him. That was funny uh, to me. I got to no, give that, that was, was funny to me. I laughed at that. It was hilarious. I couldn't tell if it was real or, like, he... <laughs> uh, which is he makes it even better. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so he cuts his promo about how Kaz has been a thorn in his side for a long time, and... You don't want to do this and blah, blah, blah. And so, of course, Hangman comes out to confront uh, Gallows, Anderson, and Kenny and tries to fight them all by himself and gets overcome by the numbers game, only to, of course, be rescued by the Dark Order. Specifically, he was rescued by the obvious tandem of Alex Reynolds and Johnny Hungy. Like, that was, of course. I mean, not three and ten. What was that, six and seven? I think there's, yeah, I think there's six and seven. Because five is out. There's Alan Angels is five yes. and Preston is 10. And um, Anna is 99. 99, yes. yes. And Colt doesn't have a number. I think Colt is six, is eight, I think, or something um, like that. Oh, that's right. Because they were saving seven because they were recording uh, Gold Dust for a while. Yes. yes. Dustin Rhodes. Um, yes. Anyway, no, but so he was obviously saved by Reynolds and Johnny Hungy. Um, But the other pair, who I had thought were going to be the pair going in, were Evil Uno and Studos. But they're they're the the main people behind it now. They are, but like what I was uncertain about, because the stipulation for the match next week, it's Hangman and the um, Hangman and the Dark Order versus the Elite. I'm super and it's elimination style. I'm super excited because I'm going to fucking be there. Because that show is in Charlotte, which is only an hour and a half from my fucking house. So your boy going to be in the crowd um, rocking my Hangman page gear. Um, But anyway, if Hangman and the Dark Order win, not only does Hangman get a shot at Kenny's world title, but two members of the Dark Order get a shot at the Bucks for the tag title. I thought, obviously, that meant Reynolds and Silver were going to be involved in this match because I figured at this point Reynolds and Silver are the tag team that they're pushing because, like, John Silver's really fucking over. Sure. Um, But I wasn't sure if the other group was going to be Uno and Dos or it was going to be Ten and Colt Cabana. Well, Ten's been kind of doing his own thing. He has been, you're right, but he's also, again, somebody that's kind of over. Somebody the sure. company somebody the company clearly sees something in. Sure. And well, is a big hoss of a guy that could counter the fact that Luke Gallows is also a big hoss of a guy. 
that's fair. To your point, it would make more sense, I guess, for the purposes of the match if they put Cabana and five in because they'll they're easily and happily take a pin. Oh yeah, that's true. That's true. Because obviously the story is going to end up being either Hangman by himself yes. has to come back from down two, three down or something like that. Yeah. Yep. Or it will be the Dark Order is constantly working from behind. Because the whole point of the story that they're telling is Hangman learning that failure is okay and you pick yourself back up. And you've got your friends who are with you to support you, even when you fail. And it's just so fucking heartwarming and sweet. And, like, everything about it is wholesome. I've I got to tell you, I've had my criticism by AEW stories. And a lot of the stories are good, but they're something off where they're too short or something. They have, one by mistake or by on purpose. Everything about this slow burn with Hangman and Kenny from the tag team to now has been perfect. I got to, I all, which is why I would be so offended. I would be physically offended if this match is not at all out because you can't give me all this for a year and a half and then do it at a random TV. I, I just can't handle that. I mean, I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Now, what I could see happening, I could see them teasing the match for a random TV doing a Dusty, and then having the actual match it all out. That would piss me off even more, because that's everything they say they're not. I mean, yeah, but we already know they're everything they say they're not. I ain't talking to you, big dog. I'm talking to the people listening. <laughs> they sports entertainment, y'all. They are. They're really fucking good sports entertainment. Like, really fucking good. Especially the past three weeks. It's been on fire the past few weeks. Yeah, that show is cooking with grease. And it also helps. The We have been, one of the criticisms that we have for them helps them in a way. One of the criticisms that we have for them as a show is that the show is a sugar rush. It mm-hmm. is a really quick show. It is nonstop, constantly shit is just happening, 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 yeah. happening, happening. And at times it's just like, whoa, like just give me just one or two minutes to breathe. Mm-hmm. Um, but where that does help them is it means the crowd is hot from start to finish. That's fair. That's fair. You don't see as many lulls in the crowd. And because they're running slightly smaller venues that are mm-hmm. fuller stadiums as a result, you've got fuller audiences that are very loud, which is adding to everything that's happening. And the AEW audience doesn't intentionally troll the way that WWE's in-person audience intentionally fucking trolls the company. That's a great point. AEW's audience cheers the people they're supposed to fucking cheer, boos the people they're supposed to fucking boo, chants the things they're supposed to fucking chant. Nyla Rose versus Britt Baker, the entire audience did the DMD in cadence on point. Like, it was perfect. They don't troll the company in a way that WWE's audience inherently fucking trolls them. There's a trust. There's a trust. And I I don't think the trust was ever earned, but they are holding up to it because AEW is doing everything that that fan base would want them to do. Yeah. Um, So there's a trust there, whereas, you know, Vince has dicked dicked around WWE fans for 25, 30 years. Um, 
we 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 moved a bit. I, there was something about Brian and Punk I wanted to touch on, and I wanted to get your opinion on it. If you, yeah, if I may. hit me with. It. I first and foremost, I don't I don't want to, I don't want to I don't want to make it seem like this is a negative, and I don't want to make it seem like I'm not excited or this isn't a big deal because this is huge. If this is the case, then this is the biggest shot to Vince since WCW. Oh and yeah, this say, is like. This is his not this isn't his Hall and Nash moment in the sense that like they were actively under contract and blah 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 blah. But this is definitely his like oh shit, like they taking the I big need to pay names. attention. Like, yeah, they they taking the big names. And to be fair, they're big names, but to Vince, they're not as big. But what I mean is market share. Yeah. This is the first people you can get. Jericho notwithstanding, that can steal some market share. Yeah, these are of, people of that the headline WrestleManias. Yes, that like Daniel that have, Bryant literally just headlined WrestleMania. Yes, that that have contacts outside of wrestling that can make a bigger buzz than all due respect a John Moxley would. Like but, no, no, just I'm not saying that they're not WWE lifers. I'm never saying that they're not WWE lifers. But like Brian is married to a Bella. Thanks. Like, that's cachet and connections. Yes. Oh, well, <laughs> very facts. Yes. 100%. So, number one, I want to say that this is this is much better for Punk than Brian. I'm terrified for Brian because the reason I want him to stay with WWE isn't a WWE fanboy thing, but it's because they're, they're actually going to protect him. They won't let him do the things he everything he wants to do because they have his whether y'all believe it or not, his best interest at heart. They want to see this man walking in 20 years. Well, if they have his best to... interest in heart for the wrong reasons, but they do have his best interest at heart. I don't give a fuck why you're doing it, but they have his best interest at heart. No, you you're right. You're right. But I'm saying the reason people don't want to believe it is because the people correctly see that, like, Vince views most of the talent as inherently money mules, but, like, by viewing them as a money mule, you got to keep your mule alive. That, yes, I think Brian's a little different. I can give actual reasons to why Vince feels a little different about Brian. I mean, he paid that man to stay in a role making the same. You're, you're not wrong. I, but I feel like there is a difference between how he views Brian and a lot of other people. Because Brian is one of the few people that proved him wrong. Not everybody proves Vince wrong. Brian proved him wrong. But... I'm 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 a little disappointed if it, Brian does sign with AEW in, in New Japan because I'm he's gonna go and do crazy shit and wrestle all these stupid matches where he gets dropped on his head 45 different times and all this. And but he's gonna bleed a lot, bleed a lot, and the diving headbutt's gonna be back, and it's just it's not gonna be good. But more more than anything, I don't want to be that guy saying anything negative because I don't want to be a hater because this is a big moment for AEW and I'm excited for them. But I don't think this is as good as we think it is. I don't think this is as big a moment as we, as we think it is for one reason. Okay. The fucking roster is so bloated already. You have just taken two more spots. You're not going to sign a CM Punk and a Daniel Bryan and not use them. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. And more to the point, I had the thought last night as i was watching dynamite a little behind the curtain y'all know we record on thursdays 
Um, I had a thought last night as I was watching Dynamite when they had Orange Cassidy facing off against The Blade mm-hmm. and that like one-on-one match and it was all you know they told a they told a good story with the brass knocks and whatnot but i just thought to myself okay so like orange just fought for the world title his previous Mm -hmm. program prior to that was against jericho um and miro so like you've clearly established this guy as like one of your like higher card guys what is there for a guy like that to do right now because, like, the TNT title's not really a mid-card title. It's it's more like, I don't know. It, or it is a mid-card title, but it just, it feels more like a prop than anything because, it, like, of the way that it's been utilized. And I mean, sure. some of that just because Darby Allen held it for fucking ever. Sure, sure. You're right. You there's not there's not much for people to do. Just just hear me out. When's the last time you heard or saw this person? Okay. Okay. Go ahead. I'm gonna run through a list of just some random people. Okay. I'm looking at their roster. And, and wait till I finish if you don't mind. Okay. Anthony Agogo. Either of the Gun Club. The Boulder Kids, or whatever they're called, right? The Boulders. Brock Anderson. Was the last time you seen Brock Anderson, right? Um, the acclaimed Bowens and Caster. When was the last time you seen those guys, right? Um, Jack Evans. Where the fuck did he go? Joey Janela. Where is Joey Janela right now? I know he's res- doing GCW stuff. Where is he? Kip. Sa- well, Kip Sabian's hurt, so I apologize. Lee Johnson with with uh, the with um. The Nightmare Family. What happened to him? Luther and Serpentico. Where'd they go? What happened to them? We just saw Marco Stunt last night, so that's good on that. But, you know, uh, I know Seidel had a match maybe four weeks ago, but him and his brother, where are they at, right? Um, We're finally going to get proud and powerful in a match. But what happened to the the wingman? When did I see seeing any of them do anything? Any of the wingman? Scorpio and Ethan Page. Ethan Page had a major match. Where's Scorpio Sky? What's he doing, right? Uh, Sonny Kiss. Is he still signed to the company? Like, so many of these people that I'm naming, and these are just people who haven't been seen. Well, and there's... The, answer, the answer to your question, and it is an answer, it's just not a good answer. The answer to your question is most of those people have been relegated to to dark and dark elevation. And the thing about those is those are the YouTube shows. So you got to go. You have to want to go out of your way to watch them. And and I'm not saying that to disrespect dark or dark elevation. I'm not saying that. To, I'm also not saying that because we will inevitably get the criticism from people of like, well, you say that people are not being utilized, but you're not watching blah, 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 blah. That's not a televised show. It's streamed for free on their YouTube channel. And that is exposure, especially for a lot of the like unsigned people or people that are on the fringe of being signed, th- people that they're thinking about using. There's a tag team from Reality of Wrestling on to, on Dark. Tonight. And for Team's a lot of up. those guys and for a lot of those guys and gals that'll be on that, 
that'll be the biggest audience that they've been exposed to because yep. even though only a fraction of the television audience watches Dark and Dark Elevation, they're still going to probably get a quarter of a million views, half a million views. Well, then in the 9, 10, 11,000 people in the crowd. Yeah. So, like, for a lot of those folks, that's their biggest exposure to mm-hmm. date, it also is going to make them so many connections and is a huge thing they can put on their resume. They can put on their resume That's... that they worked for the second largest company yep. in North America on a televised match and blah, 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 blah. So, like, I'm not trying to disrespect Dark and Dark Elevation, but what I'm saying is if I'm a Dynamite viewer, if I'm like, and, and maybe I'm going to watch Rampage as well, because that's also a televised show. If I'm mm-hmm. only watching the televised product, mm-hmm. am I seeing these people? And furthering your point, it, they, it's not like they have a roster for each show like WWE does. I'm not trying to say WWE is right. I'm just comparing apples to apples, right? It's not that they have one set roster for each show. Everybody's all together. So you say all these people are named, they're mostly relegated to Dark and Dark Elevation, but so are the bigger names. Moxley wrestles on Dark or Dark Elevation. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Pac just had a match that was taped on Dark or Dark Elevation. Eddie Kingston and all the big stars are on there too. So it's like not only oh, a huge these people, but the big guys are too. Like the match that they have, part of the match that they're having next week on Fight for the Fallen of Christian Cage and Jurassic Express versus the Hardy Hard Family Channel. Office. Yeah, a huge chunk of that has been almost exclusively on Dark of Luchasaurus or Jungle Boy having matches with various members of the Hardy family office and getting fucking jumped every fucking time by the entire cohort. And then the other members of Jurassic Express or Christian coming to the rescue and like Christian and Jungle Boy aligning themselves after the Matt Hardy match last week. Like, some of that has been done on Dynamite, but a good chunk of that has also been done on Dark. And, like, that means that, yes, they are using Dark, but it also means that, like, again, if I'm only watching the televised products, I'm not getting a chance to see regularly some of these people on the roster. And that's my main concern about signing Punk and or Brian. Not that they shouldn't. They'd be stupid not to. But they've tried to kind of quell a lot of those problems by putting everybody in the fucking stable, which is short is a short-term fix, but a long-term problem. And I, I don't like it personally, but again, I'm not their target demo. Um, but eventually, like, you're going to have to pay, but you're going to have to sow, reap what you sow. What they're doing right now is they're, like, they're so top-heavy and they're so deep that either he's going to have to release people or people are inevitably going to be, be tired of not working, you know? And again, it's, it, they have such good will that it's going to be a while. It's going to be a while, but you tell, I can, under, I like, I, I am shocked that a guy like Joey Janela isn't said it hasn't said I'm sick of this shit because Joey does such great work in business in the Indies. What I'm not working AEW. What you're not getting health care from AEW because they lied to you about that. Wrestlers don't get health care at AEW. Only the people who work for the office do. So Joey not they're like they're paying his benefits or nothing. So you know like 
I, I, I don't understand why is it cool to sit in catering at AW, but you're making more money and more exposure in WWE, but it's but we're bitching about that. I mean better I environment, really... is that it? Is it is it worth that much? I mean, I think that's dependent on the person, you know, everybody's definition of like, you know, what it takes to make them happy is a little bit different. I think, you know, the creative freedom matters a lot more to certain people than it does to others. Um, Malachi Black being one of those. I th- Oh, yeah. And I also think one thing that you do hear repeatedly from people, even people that don't end up signing with them long term one thing that you hear repeatedly over and over and over and over and over and over and over over again is apparently the locker room environment there is just like really fucking awesome it's apparently just a really great place to work yeah well because it's it because i'm i'm gonna say that because i'm gonna sound like a hater i keep to myself because i don't want to i don't want to come out as a hater because i'm none of this is coming from a place of hate or a place of disappointment or a place of um jealousy that my company isn't doing this but like calm and maybe something's wrong with me i'll admit that maybe something's wrong with me i want to have a great work environment at work but i want to have a structure of business at my place of business as well right and so i don't want there to be more fun than business at my job because ultimately this is where i'm making my fucking money does it make sense i mean in in a way, it does make sense, but I mean, I don't think that we have any evidence that it's an all play, no work environment to really be like. We don't have any. We don't have any. They don't listen to any of the guys backstage. They do whatever they want when they're out there. We've they've well, been criticized a million times for means, referees, for botches. No, for that means there's an issue. But that, that means that. But that means there's an issue of chain of command and Structure. consequences. That's but that doesn't mean that there's not work happening at the environment. No, no, I don't mean that. What I mean is, what this, what I mean, and I, I see how I misconstrued that to you, and I'm sorry. But what I, what I mean is, for me, for example, I work in IT. I have so much freedom at my job, so much freedom that I can do. I don't want to say I can do anything, but I, I can do a lot of what I want. I have so much freedom. But ultimately, if I had full autonomy, the job would suck because I would never work. There would need to be some structure. So like now, what we do is I have some days on, some days off. Some days I'm in office, some days I'm at home, right? So there's some sense of structure, but there's enough freedom for me to enjoy myself and have fun. I don't think that there is enough structure at AEW and it, it, it doesn't matter now because they're, they're knocking it out the park and it's so new, doesn't matter. But I don't think there's enough structure at AEW for them to continue to grow the way they need to grow because the mistakes that they're making, everybody's not going to continue to be like, hey, no big deal. Eventually, they're going to start mattering to everybody. I mean, I guess that's fair. My counter, my, my counterpoint would, and the point I was trying to make was... When people keep hearing that a place has a great work environment, it becomes well, a place that other people want to work in. That's, yeah, you're right. You're right. Especially, you especially when, realistically, if you're an up-and-coming talent, you know you've got two basic options in the United States to make good money. 
One of them, you're just like, I'm going to make really good money, but there are decades worth of history of this work environment being hit or miss. Mm -hmm. I'm either going to like fall in with the exact right group of people, be protected very, very well, and just be like set for life forever. Or I'm potentially going to have someone literally take a shit in my duffel bag. Why are you bringing up old stuff, bro? And like, there's not a whole lot going to be done about it. So like, you know what I'm saying? So like, my work environment at this one place, I'm going to make really good fucking money, but it could be good or it could also like end up being really, really utterly disappointing and potentially like very toxic. Yeah. On the flip side, I've got this other company where I know I can make maybe less money, but I still I can still make good money, especially yeah. for my industry. And the reviews are just overwhelmingly, this is a really positive work environment and a great place to be and a place that you're going to be excited to show up to and happy to be around and blah, 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 blah. The, those kinds of things do influence people's choices. So maybe maybe this is the pragmatist in me, but how many companies you've seen where that's all funny, hot, good, good, hey, 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 this is great, that's lasted long? I mean, you know, I've seen it. La- I've seen companies last long. I haven't seen the illusion last long. I mean, Google is famous for they like were famous for the way that they revolutionized the workplace and mm-hmm. changed the game and blah 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 blah, and then like. 15 years later, we realized that, like, yeah, all of those Napa or uh, Napa Valley tech people are on, like, copious amounts of meth and cocaine because that's the only way that they can keep up with these 80-hour work weeks because by making your work complex this, like, playground, people expect you to fucking live there. That, that, that silence is, for me, saying point. Now, no. you want to call me a hater on that one? I'll accept that because I, I'm not trying to purposefully hate, but like, it's almost too good to be true over there. And it's literally this is built off the backs of of years of WWE hatred. So like, at some point, you want to build, you got to build your company off of. We want to be a good company. And your boy just came out. Tony Khan just came out after the show this Wednesday, yesterday. Two days ago, for you guys listening to this, after the show, right before dark, and dissed the performance center. Like this, this is nothing but like it's this is a de- this company which is a totally WWE road. Necessary, which is totally unnecessary because as I said to start the segment off, like they're cooking with grease creatively they're right fantastic. now. Fantastic, but, but so good. But, so other than Jr. Other than Jr. Like get Jr. Well, we, the Fuck up out of this goddamn booth. We we know what that is. And Ooh. and look, so let's move on from that because I don't want to continue to go and continue to all right. All right. Well, we're gonna move on. We're gonna move on. Um, we gotta pay some bills first. So we're gonna take a quick ad break and then we'll come back and we'll transition to some WWE shit. Save big money now on new siding from LP Smart Side at Menards. Update and beautify your home with your choice of 13 timeless colors of pre-finished engineered siding. 
It's durable and includes a Sherwin-Williams factory finish paint warranty. That means no painting for years to come. View our entire selection of siding from LP Smart Side today. And don't forget to check out our flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big money at Menards. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. Are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 6,000 hours of the best events from over 150 of your favorite promotions from 20 different countries around the globe. Brands like Progress Wrestling, Evolve Wrestling, Combat Zone, Defy, PCW Ultra, PWX, Over the Top, Shine, and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only $5.99 per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. Go to powerslam.tv, promo code chairshot. Get your free month. Again, that's powerslam.tv, promo code chairshot. Thechairshot.com. Always. Thanks for use uh, helping your us pay the bills, y'all. If you enjoyed this show and any of the shows that we provide here on the network, make sure you go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot. Pick you up some of that cool ass chair shot merch. Get a hashtag journalism short to support us uh, here at the Outsider's Edge. And speaking of showing some support and buying merch and doing all the fun things, yo, man, you got to go to a WWE show. The first God. WWE show in You're front right. of the yes. fans. What was that like? I've been to many, many wrestling shows, not just WWE shows, multiple WrestleManias, been to a Rumble, I've been to war games and take, I've been to a lot of shows. I've been very, very lucky and blessed in my life. There has never been an environment I've been in in my life like this one this past Friday. It felt so good just as a collective to be in that space and if you guys watched at home, there was n- it. I hope it came off the way it was in Reno, but like these guys were coming out in t- in girls. Everybody was coming out literally near tears, just so happy to be and with. The people. videos broke a fucking Hunter and Stephanie chilling with the crowd before the show. Like they were fucking amped. Yeah. To have crowds back. Oh, Kevin Owens came out and had to take stop for stop for a second. 
Edge, the Mysterios, like you mentioned earlier. Like even yeah, Roman was, was taking a back Mysterios, That was Dominic Mysterio's first ever match in front of a live crowd. Yep. That was Dominic Mysterio's first ever match in front of a live crowd. And watching it on the televised broadcast, I, I want to get back to your thoughts here in a second. Yeah. But real quick, I will say for Dominic, like watching it on the televised broadcast, you could see the look in his face of both holy shit, this is so fucking cool, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, is this really happening? And also at the same time, a little bit of an, oh shit, like, what do I do when there's, like, actually people here for my entrance? I'm not used to, like, having fans to interact with. I'm used to just, like, come out, carry my dad to the ring, and we do the thing. Um, I don't really know what to do when I've got, like, a crowd to play to but like it was all that was a cool moment to see like so much of it was just really great moments to see in terms of like you could tell how excited people were to be back in front of an audience again and oh, i love it so true and two other people i want to mention real quick about just coming out to the ring well more than two because i mean biggie of course over um everybody but, dog, Bianca Belair and Liv Morgan. I mean, Liv was crying. Like, now she cries all the damn time, which is part of the gimmick, honestly. It's annoying as hell to me. But nonetheless, th- those were real tears. Those weren't gimmick tears. Because I don't think she expected to get that reaction. Um, but, man, it was, so, it was such a great show. And they gave us a great show. Great matches, crazy moments. We got an Otis Cesaro match and Cesaro got squashed, but Otis is killing it right now in that role. But nonetheless, really, really good surprises. Otis um, looking like fucking angry Uncle Buck. And for the record, if you've ever been to a SmackDown, they're going to give you, because SmackDown is just two hours, they're going to give you post-match. The pre-show, oh, not the pre-show, but the dark matches were, if you watch NXT, Odyssey Jones. The big, big homeboy who is over and Zion Quinn, who Daniel Vadoa, former Australian rugby player versus Austin Theory and Harry Smith. Harry Smith's first show back. Baby boy. Yeah, the Bulldogs back. That's that's crazy. That was very crazy. And it's crazy because I just the company has never given any reason to believe that they believe in Harry. And he fits like so well in those like foreign companies. Well, I'll tell you why. Because Harry's never been a, a sports entertainer. Harry had to learn to become a sports entertainer. He's, he was professional. Do you think wrestling. he's learned how to do that? Did Suzuki 100%. teach him? Did Suzuki teach him? Suzuki and MLW has helped him majorly in his I mean, presentation. I'm going to give speaking. Suzuki all the credit for everything because I know better. Suzuki, Suzuki, I want no smoke. I'm with it. Kaze Ninare. I understand. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Ali and Zaya, but the but the dark match, um, they a whole bunch of people came out, faces and heels. Finn, Shane Thorne came out in a cowboy hat. So many people, and they had a a a twelve man dolphin root, a twelve man um, battle royal to see who would face Seth Rollins. Since Seth Rollins won the match at the end of the show, and Big E won that. Right, and then you, Rollins comes in, boom, jumps him, and Biggie hits him real fast. 
big ending and the crowd loses their mind. But you know who the most over man the whole night was? Mm. Pat McAfee, dog. <laughs> Yo, everybody loves Pat. And Pat came out to Seven Nation Army. Like, it's hard not. And he talked about it on his show afterwards. Yes. He talked about it. He was like, yeah, they were just like, this isn't going to be televised. So just pick a song, any fucking song. And he was just like, well, shit, I want the song that's going to get the crowd fucking hyped. So, yeah, like, the song you chant to, of course. <laughs> yeah. So he was like, hit him with the Seven Nation Army. <laughs> And he came out with the big-ass belt buckle and the cowboy and the bolo tie and the cowboy boots. And, man, look, so we was live. It was fantastic. I bought my tickets for Raw in October. By the way, I got AEW tickets for the 18th of August. Great time to be a wrestling fan right now. I'm so excited. Oh, fuck yeah. Um, Like, one last thing I will say about McAfee, because I, yeah, I hadn't even thought to bring him up. Another thing that he had said on one of his shows this past week, because he had Cole on as a guest on yes. one of his shows this past week. I'm glad one of the things he talked about before he was talking to Cole is he was telling the he was telling the rest of the guys on the show, like, they don't tell him a lot of the stuff that's going to happen mm-hmm. on SmackDown or on the pay-per-view. They only really tell him something if they really feel like he needs to know it to like give off the reaction that they want him to give Mm -hmm. um but otherwise he just finds out as shit happens um and i love that because like i like the authenticity that pat brings to the product Mm -hmm. um but I got to tell you, you know, the best I love it, too. But the best thing about Pat is that they legitimately just let him be him. They don't try to overproduce him or make him to be something. Or, they let him be him. And to that Cole credit, loves working with him. Cole fucking brought it up. loves working with to him. that to that point. Michael Cole said very clearly on his show, you have revitalized my career. Yeah, because he brings levity. Which is something that Cole has not gotten in quite a while. Well, and so and, it's just and like, he's not wrestling. He's not a wrestling guy. Yeah. So like JBL, as good as that, as much chemistry as they, as they had, was a wrestling guy giving wrestling tropes. This dude out here just really talking what he think. Like when John Cena came out and Cole was like, "It's Cena," and he was like, "Where?" <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did did the whole can't see him thing. Um. And so, like, Pat and Cole have great chemistry. It works. It adds a lot to SmackDown. Mm-hmm. It adds a lot to the pay-per-view product. I'm mm-hmm. glad that, like, this is one of those moves, like, I know it was done at the behest of Fox. Like, Fox made a good call on this one. Well, they, so they couldn't have gone wrong, because either Pat McAfee or Daniel Cormier, either one would have been great. Yeah, like, I know this was done at their behest. Fox made a good call. Fox made a good call. And also, I will say this. American Ninja Warrior guy isn't bad. I was worried. Yeah. I was worried when they brought him in. I wasn't fully convinced. But he does a pretty good job. You know what I appreciate about him? Is that he's less of a play-by-play guy and more of a... I'm, he gives more of his opinion than most play-by-play guys do. Because we know well, he's a legit he, person. Well, and he can get away with doing that because Raw's a three-man booth, and the other two are Byron and Corey, and Byron and Corey can carry the show on their own. 
literally by themselves if they needed to. Absolutely. Yeah. Like we, Byron and we, Corey, Byron and Corey don't need a straight play by play guy. They could yes. do the entire show without the play by play guy is really honestly only necessary for the raw team to run point on all the advertising and yep. to spew the company lines. We have for the first time in a long time, we have three enjoyable booths. And I'm I'm very happy about that. On, and honestly, honestly, AEW's booth could be completely fixed by removing JR. I wasn't talking about AEW. I was talking about NST for the record. But yes. Oh, I know. But that's but I'm saying like AEW's booth could be completely fixed just by removing JR. Yep. Because Tony and Excalibur can carry the show on their own, and Taz mm-hmm. and Jericho are great in their occasionals. Taz and Jericho, you fucking brought uh, Mark Henry and Big Show. Well, yeah, that that's true. They also have them, but I'm saying like Taz and Jericho are actually used on Dynamite. Sure, but Jericho's never gonna leave full time. He's, he's three, especially with Punk and with yeah, Punk and Brian right, coming because he's doing the five trials of Jericho so that he can bring out every Bruh. gimmick that he's ever done. Understand? If 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 Punk and Jericho, if Punk and Brian really come in, you know how quick he's gonna drop the MJF feud and try to feud one of them so fast. <laughs> Nick Gage, who? I mean, ugh, can we talk about that'll probably be my concessions match? Not even because it won't be good. I'm sure it'll be fine, but like I have no, no need to see Chris Jericho and Nick Gage in a no rules match at this stage in my life. That'll be entirely too much unnecessary bloodshed for me. That much I understand. I, I do want to say this though, <laughs> as a guy that has seen this man's whole story. I'm happy as fuck for Nick Gage. I'm so geeked like, for him I'm to get gonna, this moment. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be in the crowd for the entrance so that I can give him the pop because, like, he deserves that. Like, he deserves that. Talk about and making your then life Then I'm going to go get some popcorn and a pretzel because, like, I can't handle what the two of them will probably do in a no-rules situation. By the way, Nick Gage is going to run next week because he got Jericho and then he got Cardona that weekend. Yeah, that's right. He does have Cardona that Kyle, weekend. Kyle, we might have to buy a GCW pay-per-view. I want to see that match, dog. I want uh, to see that match. All right, all right, fine. Fuck it. Fuck it. We I mean, might have fuck to it. Buy the, it. World is, the world has turned topsy-turvy <laughs> because our leader, Jay White, has returned to Impact, and so now we're going to have to pay attention to fucking Impact again. You know how much that hurts my heart? Dude, you know how it hurts? Five years. Every five years, Impact pulls some shit, makes us pay attention for like four months. Then they pull an Impact <laughs> to remind us why we don't pay attention. Oh. Well, it's, okay. Shout out to Chris Bay, Black Bullet Club member, finally. And Jay White versus Kenny Omega with the Good Brothers on one side and with GOD on the other. You might have got my money. Yeah, like, we're going to pay for it. We're going to pay for it. What I can't understand, legitimately can't understand, is how is that not on AEW? That's on Impact. Scott D'Amore, my friend. Uh, That's right. That's right. Scott D'Amore. Remember, Don Callis technically don't work for Impact no more. No, he don't. They took his powers away. He's gone. Um, So... To kind of get back on track, top to bottom, what did you think of Money in the Bank? So from start to finish, I enjoyed 
Money in the Bank mm-hmm. as a show. Um, you know, I was hoping Kofi got a little bit more of a chance to shine, but like, I'm happy he got a WWE title match again. Hey, it was it was it was more than eight seconds. <laughs> yeah, it was. It wasn't the shortest match ever. Um, loved seeing Big E win. Loved seeing Big E win. I love any opportunity to hear Roman Reigns' new entrance theme. Like that final boss music is just so fucking great. Um, like the only thing that I just straight up did not like, did not like. It wasn't the entire match, but like the Alexa stuff went too far for me in the women's match. Like not all of it, you know, when she was actually wrestling, wrestling, cool. But like that Alexa Zelina shit was a bridge too far for me. That was a bridge entirely too fucking far. <laughs> yeah, I can understand. It doesn't it doesn't bother me, but I get it. I I understand because it, it's so far from. It's so over the top. And I love camp. You know this. I love camp. Speaking of camp, can I go off on just a quick tangent? Of course. I don't fuck with the dude. He don't do nothing for me. But the Orange Cassidy thing shit made me laugh so hard. Orange Cassidy is a gift. Let me tell you why it made me laugh, though. Yeah, go ahead. Because at the end of it, you know, the whole slot style, when Sting did the lazy yeah. chest, I was dead, yeah. dog. Oh, yeah. That oh, yeah. Was, was great. Funny. That is a use of Sting that I'm here for. That yeah. is a use of Sting that I'm here for. That was hilarious. So shout out to that. I just wanted, speaking of camp, that yeah. was hilarious. But yeah. go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, no. So, like, I'm here for camp, and I'm here for hammy, and I'm here for, you know, committing to the gimmick and blah, blah, blah. But it was just like... Alexa stares at Zelina Vega and they pull a mirror skit. And I'm just like, okay. I could have maybe, I could have gotten on board with the way that they set it up originally of Zelina's climbing the ladder and getting ready to reach for the briefcase. And oh, Alexa's there and it's like, oh shit. I'm freaked the fuck out because this bitch does scary shit. And I could have even gotten on board with Alexa giving her the weird googly eyes and Zelina freaking the fuck out and just being like, nope, nope, nope. I don't need to briefcase that bad. Nope, I'm out. (laughs) Climbing off the ladder, just like, nope, mm -mm, it's cool. It's cool. And somebody else comes in or whatever. But just like the way that it lingered there, I was like, ooh, this is... Hypnotism is real, Kyle. Um, I did, I did, however, appreciate the way that Nikki got the briefcase where they were doing the traditional bullshit spot of all the ladies fighting on a ladder at the same goddamn time. And this time somebody actually snuck up the goddamn ladder and just scooped that shit. Can I say that Naomi got robbed and she should have won the briefcase? Yes, of course you can say that. Clearly. Clearly, but but her time will come because she's about to join the bloodline. Join the bloodline, yeah. Um, she's gonna sit at the table with her tribal chief. You gotta say, man. I've never felt happier for a person and been more disdained with the character than this fucking Nikki Ash, ASH superhero shit. Now, oh, the gimmick is trash. I'm happy for Nikki. I'm happy yes. as fuck for Nikki. The gimmick is trash. I know it's her idea. I know it's her idea, and she's fully committed to it. Mm-hmm. And whoop de fucking do that still don't make it not trash. No, I hate it. Now, again, a perfect example of when things are not for you, 
that show ain't for me, but I'm happy for her. And did you see what uh, Damo put out about her? No, I, I saw what a lot of the other people had been putting out. What he put out. Uh, I want to read it to you specifically because it, 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 it's not a shot, but it was a shot. But it's so good. Uh, it says, <clears throat> it wasn't working, but you didn't cry. Didn't get salty online. Didn't hate on your peers' success. Instead, you worked crazy hard in the gym, and you worked crazy hard in the ring. You went above and beyond to get this pitch right, and you nailed it. You finished this day as a WWE champion. Now, I'm, and mind you, Demo got released. Though. He was one of the releases, too. But how many of these motherfuckers bitch, be bitching and shit and talking about, well, they wouldn't let me do this or I couldn't do this? Well, you got people like her who's actually taking the work, taking the time to get better, taking the time to pitch your stuff. Unlike people like Peyton Royce, all due respect to Cassie. I got no issues with her. But they ask you what you want to do, and you're like, I don't know, I'm, just, I'm boring. I just sit at home and watch TV all day. Bitch, make something up. I still, well, I think that that is an issue. I think the I think the other inherent issue, and we have talked about this multiple times on the show, I think the problem now is the company's too big. And and in the case, like, because there are cases where you're right, where they will go to someone and ask, like, hey, what do you want to do? And they don't have anything. But there are also plenty of cases that we also hear about where people are just like, well, I had ideas, but I couldn't get to nobody. Nobody that actually mattered. He didn't. Nobody knew Andrade was healthy for three months. Yeah. And it's like, how do you let this go? And obviously we see now, you know, he's hot, 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 hot fire. Um with Chavo Guerrero over in AEW. So, like, but, um, no, I enjoyed Money in the Bank on the whole. Um, my bigger issue is Monday Night Raw after Money in the Bank. Raw continues to struggle. Raw continues to struggle as a show. I watched the entire three hours. Raw continues to struggle as a show in terms of, like, that is a long fucking three hours. Um, but... Fucking Goldberg. Okay. So do you want to talk about it? I mean, I don't, but yeah, let's talk about it. Okay. So, <laughs> like, like, to I, fuck. I, you, I, I, look, I'm with you. Like, if my day would be a lot better if we didn't have to talk about Goldberg, but, but we, we have, have to. to. Yeah. My qualms, I don't have any qualms with Goldberg coming back in general. I actually think he brings something to the product. My problem is him walking back into every fucking title match when he's like one for a thousand at this point. I'm being very exaggerative. The best he was he's been used since the Lesnar feud was when he feuded with Dolph Ziggler. That was the best he had been used because it's a way even even the feud with Undertaker, even though the match is probably one of the worst of all time. Mm-hmm. That's how I want him to be used. Let him feud with Randy Orton, Matt Riddle. Anybody else in 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 the business in the company, but to have him continue to walk into championship matches is just egregious. And I get I get why. Don't understand. Don't don't misunderstand me. I get why. Bottom line rules the day. I get it, but I'm tired of it. So that's my only qualm with the guy. I'm just like this motherfucker. Like, and my qualm, especially about it, he's you brought up. He comes back to these title matches in spite of the fact that he repeatedly loses. 
not only does he repeatedly fucking lose, but I'm just like, bro, you're 54 years old. The streak was 20, no, not 20. The streak was 24 years ago. It's 2021. Well, the streak that, was 97. To that point, let me just say this. To that point, because I want you to finish your point. But to that point, people who don't watch wrestling anymore have been texting me, oh, Goldberg back? That's why he's back. <sighs> and it just, it's, it's facts. When I went to SmackDown, You're right. my best friend, and my that's best friend why. with me, and he doesn't, he hasn't watched, he doesn't watch wrestling at all. All he kept worrying about was, is John Cena here? Where's The Rock? Oh, I know Edge. Oh, I know Rey Mysterio. So when Goldberg came, he called me. He was like, "Why you ain't tell me Goldberg was coming back?" Yeah, you're right. You're right. But that's that's inherently symptomatic of a problem that the WWE has, and it's. It's a problem that doesn't have a solution, realistically. Here's the problem. 21 years ago, 8 million people were watching wrestling. That's that's the problem. 21 years ago, 8 million people were regularly watching just Raw or just Nitro. I mean... A combined, like, 15 million people... We're watching this shit 25 years ago. And this is and, and here's why this is inherently a problem. It means that because even as early as even as early as 2002, you regularly for an episode of Raw or SmackDown were getting between 2 and 6 million people. Mm-hmm. Even as late as 02. In the mm-hmm. height of the SmackDown 6 era, which is why people mm-hmm. have heard of Edge and Rey Mysterio and these motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. So, what, so what inherently the problem is, is you've got millions of people who don't give a fuck about wrestling anymore, but they used to. Mm-hmm. And they've heard of these 10 people, eight of which can't even fucking walk anymore. At least not like straight. No, you're right. Um, but they've still heard of these 10 people. So anytime one of these 10 people is involved, those like handful of people are interested for five minutes. But the problem is, and this is why I say it's a problem, those people aren't actually coming back. They might watch the next episode of Raw for a hot minute. Or they'll watch until the Goldberg segment comes on. But those people aren't coming back. Because if they haven't come back at any point in this 20-year window, they're not coming now. But the WWE has to keep chasing them because 8 million people were watching 24 years ago. How many people? And I know know ratings are different. I know ratings are different. We talk about that all the time, but even in spite of the fact that ratings are different, mm-hmm. how many people are averaging a Monday Night Raw now? You're right. And so they have to keep going back to this well of people like fucking Goldberg over and over and over again because they're chasing after this section of the fan base that's never coming back. And it's honestly a little sad. Everything you said is right. But I feel like it's half the story. Because, you know, 
I, I take umbrage, not with you, but with like a lot of the rhetoric about the part timers, because some of it is some of it, a small part of it is disingenuous. What I mean by that is this. I understand they keep going to the well, and that's a problem. It's a major problem. I understand they keep reaching out for old fans instead of trying to find ways to build new fans. That's a problem. But these people, by and large, Taker for all those years, uh, Goldberg, whoever else you want to add to these lists, Triple H if you want to, even though he's there every day, they only come back for maybe two months out of the whole year. So we have the rest of the year to see the main people we want to see pushed get pushed. And we still don't support. But then when Goldberg comes out, forget the IWC fans. Forget the people not in the arena. The arena goes crazy. When Edge comes back, I was there Royal Rumble 2020. The arena goes crazy. So it's like, the perfect example is Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre was getting his team when the pandemic started. Carried to come through the pandemic, and now he's getting booze because he's been in the title picture too long. So it's like everything you said about the part-timers and Goldberg specifically is right, but it's also the other side of it is that we're not getting behind the people we're supposed well, to get so behind. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. So I'll, here's what I want to say, though. I want to push back on this we don't support thing because I, I again, would would argue it's not the it's it's not the people that you're thinking that aren't supporting because – the people that bitch all the time, they're still watching and buying. They still have Peacock, and they still go to the show, and they still do. So, like, they are supporting. They just can't shut the fuck up. The thing is, when the part-timers come, people that weren't supporting start supporting again for a little bit, and then they go back to not supporting because they're not actually fans. I think the real issue, as is always the case with almost everything, because, like, you know, this is the world we live in in 2021, and the internet has given all you mouth-breathing pieces of shit a fucking platform. Um, <laughs> the problem isn't that people don't support. The problem is they do support. They just can't shut the fuck up, and they're never satisfied. I mean, we're going to have to agree to disagree on that because the numbers show that they don't support what they say they do. And I am of the belief that most of the IWC does not financially support shit. Most of the IWC people don't buy tickets to shows, don't pay for for the shows correctly, appropriately. They'll pirate them. Don't buy merch. I'm speaking just specifically, particularly to WWE. Right. I can't speak to the Indies or anything like or AW, any other company, just speaking just at WWE. They don't. Most of the people I associate with on the IWC that I talk to, I bet not. I, I'm not even bet. I know for a fact the overwhelming majority of them don't buy the shows. So it's like, that's what I mean by supporting. When we go to these shows, when I go, that show I was at this past week, most of them people wasn't diehard wrestling fans. A lot of people that go to any show aren't a of That's any, the supporting of any given of any given form of entertainment in any given form of entertainment of your given audience, maybe thirty percent is diehard fans. Maybe, but, that, but that's support of entertainment, and the other sixty percent are people who were free that night and didn't think it sounded like a bad idea. You're that's that's the truest shit ever. 
But that's the port. I could talk all day long, but until recently, you couldn't get, they couldn't make money off of socials. Now they found a way to do that in the past five years, three years. But bef- all that talk means nothing if it's five. What, that's why me and you talk all the time on this show about we support what we want. We buy the shirts of the wrestlers we, we like. We buy the shows that maybe there's only one match we want to see, but we pay for it because we believe in supporting the artists. Shit. I bought I bought um, the last show that Effie put on. I can't even remember the name of the show, but it was the one that him and Pero had the like oh, last yeah. daddy standing match. That was the only match that I actually wanted to watch. And honestly, I didn't even care if I watched it because I knew it would be super fucking hardcore because Effie does super fucking hardcore shit. Mm -hmm. But I also knew that it was a card of gay wrestlers doing just like fun shit. And I'm just like, yeah, I can spend 20 bucks on that. It wasn't even 20. I think it was only 15. So, so that's all I mean. That's 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 the only point I'm trying to make is that like some a lot of some some of this I say a lot, but I think in a fair point, some of this is on us too, because the second we stop supporting these old guys and the second we start throwing our money behind these new guys, money speaks. They'll never be able to question anything. At some point, here's here's the other thing, and I mean we be, I know we've been saying this for going on a decade now but it's it's still true at some point and it's not just the company it's also people as fans at some point y'all gotta stop worrying oh i don't know i'm I'm just worried they're gonna fuck up adam cole if they do blah 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 just keep buying his fucking shirts yo just keep buying the shirt keep screaming bay bay keep having your kid make a sign for Adam Cole, and then it don't matter. Because like Cesaro, he'll have a contract for life. And hey. isn't that what you fucking want? It should be what you fucking want. I know you say, like, you say that you want them to be successful, but you what you mean is you want them to be your version of successful. You want yep. them to win titles, and you want them to be prestigious in that regard. You know what I mean when I say I want them to win, be successful? I mean, I want them to take a lot of these rich motherfuckers' money. Yep. And be I you. want you to cash every check that Nick Khan or Vince McMahon writes with their blood money. I want you to take every red goddamn penny. I want you to sign every endorsement deal. I want you to fleece for every autograph session and every appearance fee. That's what the fuck I mean. Yep. I want you to be secure. I want you to be able to say, I want to take a vacation across the uh, across the continent. I want to go to Europe just for fucking. 100%. I couldn't have said it better myself. Like, fuck all this titles and shit. Like, titles are great. Don't get me wrong. It's cool. That's cool. Titles are awesome. So's money. I want you to not have student debt. <laughs> yes, I want you to be able to have a house that you've paid for and be able to go to your other I house. want you to be able to afford health care. Not yeah, just have that good company provided shit, but also be able to afford the doctor's visit when you got a copay. Hey, Amen. Preach. You preach it to the choir. 
Like, yeah, so that's 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 that all, conversation. All we're saying, no, all we're saying, y'all, is readjust your concept of success. That's all we mean. Readjust your concept for success, because at the end of the day, like kayfabe is dead for a reason. Let's leave it there. I like your saying because it's nicer. I'm gonna be harsher. Fuck your concept of success. Because you're not the one taking the bumps. Facts. Facts. Like, honestly, I don't even like him. I don't even like him. But, like, when I watched Darby Allen's match the other day, the other night, and he did the coffin drop, all I could think is, like, bro, your lower back and hips are going to be so fucked by the time you're, like, 45 from just your finisher is just I fall flat from the top rope constantly it the the coffin drop he did last week through the coffin on ethan page i cringed i don't cringe often when it comes to wrestling because oh, i'm jake i've watched it too long i don't either but you know who makes me cringe all the time him yeah. because you know the last time i cringed before that coffin drop was the last time i fucking cringed they threw him down was man no not when they threw him down the stairs the last time i cringed because even the stairs thing don't shock me no more was when fucking Brian Cage and Ricky Stark shoved oh, him in the yeah. body bag with the thumbtacks, and then he took the blind fucking bump over the rope in the thumbtacks body bag. Yeah. And I'm just like, okay, great. What if you rotate wrong and just, oh, yeah, no. Oh, awesome. That's what we're doing. Cool, 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 cool. Pretty scary. And that's, look, that's a lot of trust in, in, in Cage. Bro. It is. It is. A lot but of more trust to in the Cage. Point, but more to the point. He's out here doing shit like this. And that's why I'm saying, even though I don't even like him, and I don't fuck with him like that, yo, get your money now. Take as much of Nick Khan's money as he's willing to give you now. Cash it all up front. That way, five or six years from now, when your way too hardcore ass has had one crippling injury too many and you can't keep doing this shit, you're at least, you know, somewhat stable. You know what I was thinking the other day? What? That I, he doesn't I, have to worry about it because he's British, so he has health care? Who? Darby Allen. Darby Allen isn't British? I thought he was British. No, that motherfucker from the... He, he's, he's, he's Raven. He don't ever fucking talk, so I don't fucking know where he's from. Um, No, what I was thinking was, who do you think that's... that's oh, Specifically, that's over in AEW. Okay. Couldn't have made it in WWE. I think Could Darby's not younger. have made it in WWE, or, or wouldn't have. And uh, now Darby would have okay. been great in NXT, but he would have had a ceiling, kind of like Drake does, Maverick. But I you think Darby, I definitely needed AEW. My other one that I think really needed AEW because, as golden as I think the gimmick is, I don't think Vince or Hunter would have let him do it. Orange. Orange, yeah. yeah. Orange could not have become orange yeah. in WWE. They would have forced him to like take on a more conventional gimmick. Um, he would have let him do it at NXT for a while, but I think it would have led to something different. But honestly, I think those are the only two that, as presently constituted, couldn't have done what they're doing. Oh yeah, because everybody well, because everybody else that's there either a has already been in the WWE, and we know for a fact that they could make it and would have been capable of doing at least mid-card work. Um, and the only other ones that weren't 
are like the members of the elite and like let's be real i don't like the young bucks but they're a license to print money oh they would have been a five they would have five time tag champs they're a license First to print year. money yeah they, they are a license to print money i don't like them they are a license to print money yeah 100 100 um what else you got on the list brother because i know we have we have bloviated for a while now I mean, you know, we just we have done what you and I do, which is get together on the show and we just keep going. Um, no, the only other I think we actually talked about everything that we had on the list. We I hit up wanna... Money in the Bank. We talked about Goldberg. The only thing we haven't talked about talked about is like, yo, man, you haven't been on the show to talk about your favorite wrestler, Malachi Black, whose name I do know. Thank you, thank you. It, it just it took a name change and leaving the whole damn company for you to acknowledge. I don't know who that. O- I don't know who. I don't know who that other guy is. I don't know who Look, that other guy is. But I do know you. Malachi Black. Don't make me fight you, sir. Uh, talk about your boy, man. I'm so happy for him. Um, just because he feels creatively fulfilled, he's one of those artsy dudes who needs creative fulfillment more so than monetary gain. Him, he's kind of cut from the John Moxley cloth, right? That I just want to see my vision shit. But it's just fine. Um, I hate it couldn't work in, a, in WWE, and I'm sure he'll go back at one point. Um, well, and from a monetary standpoint, Zelina's still getting them checks because she just resigned. Getting them good checks, too. So, like, they both are, fa- so they're both probably cash and fat checks. And from, you're right, from a creative standpoint, like, literally the only thing I don't like about his current situation is that it's with Cody. Dog, so it's like it's it's black suit Malachi and white suit Cody because there's no subtlety at all. It's damned if you do, damned if you don't. What I mean is because like I fucks with Jay White heavy, but I gotta watch Impact now to see him. Mm -hmm. I fucks with Malachi Black heavy, but I gotta watch a few with Cody to see him. It's like we all know that. Like here's my thing. Please don't let this end with LOL. Cody wins. Please don't who, let this end with who LOL. Who has Cody, Cody lost wins. to besides MJF and Brody and, Lee and Jericho? It's Brody Lee. That's it. Yeah, but he got his win back. You're right. You're right. And we don't know what would have happened after that because rest in peace, Brody. Um. But like, yeah, I know. But that's part of what's upsetting me because this is another example. It's Anthony Agogo all over again in the sense that I'm just like, oh, great. So you mean this person's going to do really amazing fucking character work that I'm going to fall in love with and then LOL Cody wins? I, I Cody, Cody's going to be a problem for this company and they don't know it yet because he's Dusty's kid. And he's probably the reason they got the fucking company. He brought all of this goodwill. He brought all this goodwill in, but I feel like he will be the first one that they turn on. Not the company, but the fans. And I think that the seeds have already like started to like be sown there. The diehards won't because he's their savior, because he's the one that led the charge against the evil empire. So he's got to really do something fucked up to do it. And like the AW crowd doesn't really give a shit about the things that the 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 issues that Cody brings the AW crowd doesn't even give a f- shit about yet, and it's gonna be a while before they do. 
But I can tell you this. That motherfucker better start losing some matches. Mm. And and I mean like genuinely and more than anything. And I and I, mean, I don't want to hear and I don't want to hear this shit of well he's not in the title picture. What more do you want? Well, I was about to get to that. About, about, that's what I was about to say. Someone tried to tried to make an argument that well Cody is sacrificing himself by not being in the main event because he's he can't giving himself to this. <laughs> Where's Carl when you need him? But, dog, don't you realize that he just did that to find a way to be more relevant? In some places, in some situations, over he's bigger than the title. Every new person that comes to the... I'm surprised he didn't try to feud Andrade. Every new person that comes to the company got to go through Cody. What reason does Malachi Black have to want to go after Cody? They've never been in the same space before. Why is that the guy? Because Cody needs something to do. Pretty much. He needs something to do since he's not in the title picture and he won't be in the title picture because this is really just his vanity project and he's not working on a TV show side gig right now. Well, let's talk about... Can, can Can I move to a quick demo to a tangent? Yeah, sure. We can talk for a quick tangent. I don't. We can end the show on this one if it's okay with you, because I don't want to yeah. talk about Garrett anymore. Um, word to Malachi. Handle your business next week. Not next week, but the week after next in Jacksonville. But I need you to explain something to me. All right. All right. I'll do my best. Why the fuck did all y'all turn on Karrion Cross? What did he do to y'all? I was never on board with Karrion Cross, so I never turned on anyone. I can't turn on someone that I was never on board with. Okay, so um, why were you not on board? Answer. Because, not on board? so I talked about this a little bit with Mags last week. Um, Karrion Cross is generic creator wrestler number four with a really hot wife. Like, that's all That's all Killer Cross ever was to me. That's all Karrion Cross has ever been to me. This is just a discount. This is a Diet Coke discount Steve Austin wannabe. Okay. With I don't see the Steve Austin part. No, but okay. just because he's bald. I, okay. see bald. I see generic bald wrestler with no personality, and I'm just like, who is this fucking Stone Cold wannabe? Fair enough. Um, gotcha. And then I'm just like, oh, people like him because he's got a hot wife. Cool, cool, cool. In terms of why did the rest of the fan base turn on him, I think it's because Karrion Cross is a generic-ass creator wrestler, and when you take Scarlet away, there's nothing about him that sticks out. He came across, even in NXT, he came across as, like, the fourth or fifth biggest guy. Okay. So, I, may, I, may I ask Please a do. question yeah. in the court? Yeah. I'd like for you, and I know you're not the biggest, the, the most diehard or ardent of NXT fans, but you're you're well-versed enough to answer this question. Yeah, go ahead. Speaking, speaking strictly about NXT, because that is where he is housed. Yeah. Of all of the majorly pushed talent, so I'm not talking about Cocaine, Kona Reeves, or somebody like that. No, talking you're talking about, about the actual big names, yeah. Yes. Who's not creator wrestler? Who's not create a wrestler? I mean, all right, so I'll give you I'll give the only one I can think off the top of my head who is so different than 
a generic whatever, it's worth. I'll give you that. I mean, in terms of gimmick and presentation, Dexter Loomis is not create a wrestler. But I, I wouldn't mean, have counted him in this conversation, but you're right. You're spot on. <laughs> that is the most that is the most out you spot on about Dexter. I mean spot on. Ain't nothing creator wrestler about fucking creepy ass Dexter Lumis. Dexter Lumis is straight out of an Alfred Hitchcock movie. Spot on. Well so like so, like, I would argue that Adam Cole is not generic creator wrestler, but that's just because he's so fucking charismatic. But I could absolutely see the argument could be made from just, like, okay, here's just dude with black trunks and T-shirt who cuts well, promos and wrestles. Let me, help, let me help you with the question. Let me make it a little more specific. Yeah, all right, all right. I've said this on this show before, that the mark of a good wrestler or a good gimmick is when you can explain to somebody who's never watched wrestling who this person is, right? Can you explain to me? Because I know that's been a big qualm with you and other people about Karrion Cross. Well, you can't tell me what he is. He's just a big doomsday guy. Name somebody on that roster. Of the major guys that you can tell somebody in 15 seconds, that's who this guy is. All right, so... um... The men, because the women are Yeah, I know. I know we're sticking to the men. I know we're sticking to the men. So, again, I'll start with Cole. Cocky prick. Boom. That's That's all he has. That's the most generic shit in wrestling. That's all. But that's all. How many wrestlers does it describe, though? That's all MJF is. And he's over like Rover. MJF's a little more than cocky prick. He's a rich cocky prick. He, He is. He's rich cocky prick. From a from a, like a from a Jew from from a Jewish. Oh, he's a rich, cocky Jewish prick. Oh, I'm so sorry. I I missed rich and Jewish. <laughs> that 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 makes a difference. But if you if you're gonna say if you're gonna be, say big scary guy is generic, cocky prick is just as generic. And I mean, can we can we be real? I mean, so. All right, all right, all right. Ninety percent of hills are cocky pricks. Okay, no, that's fair. No, that's fair. No, that's fair. So then my my counter argument then to that would be what about Karrion Cross stands out to you? What makes him special to you? What do you like what does what is it that I'm missing? Because I asked Mags this mm-hmm. last week. What is it that I am missing other than Scarlet? Like, take Scarlet away from him. What mm-hmm. is what is so great about Karrion Cross that you're this is the hill you're on? I'll give you three things. And I'm okay. not I'm not I'm not dying on Hill carrying. Fuck that. But I just I like the dude and I don't understand for you, not necessarily, but from the people who was begging for NXT to sign him, I don't understand the flip all of a sudden. But I give you three things about him that I think are not, I don't say a big deal, but are relevant. All right. Number one, physically his look, he has one of the better looks you'll see in the entire company. And that's not just wrestling-wise. The man looks like a million dollars in a suit. When he holds that championship belt, when he's in a suit, he looks amazing, number one. Okay? Number two, for the guy, he's 6'4", 6'5", 260, something like that. He's basically Roman Reigns size. For a guy that size, he has a different style in ring than any other big guy because he wrestles a judo style with a bludgeoning kind of striking style that's more that's different than any other guy you'll see in the ring okay and number three when it comes to the presentation 
the idea of the whole TikTok doomsday kind of deal is different than anything you've seen in recent memory. So it's not a it's not a gimmick more than it is a character trait, but it's just it's in the way he's utilized it with other people. For example, his feud with Samoa Joe or his feud with um, what's my boy Regal or even going back to his feud with um, Keith Lee. Right. They're different than anything which different always piques my interest. Right. So I don't know. I just compared to so like Johnny Gargano is basically Brad Pitt from Burn After Reading. And I've never seen like, that movie, but okay. Uh well so like or so like the way is basically just he's like a shitty a self No, it's not a family. He's a shitty self-help guru who's like okay. using who is using Okay. Him and his wife are two terrible self-help gurus who are using their only two clients to further <laughs> their okay. personal ends. And the, you, you can that. tell that they're a self-help guru and not a family because of how much they're trying to prevent index from happening. <laughs> index, can... which is the most wholesome and psychotic so and beautiful. crazed and deranged and wonderful thing in the history of ever. So beautiful. I'll give you that. And and to your point, in the entirety of his entire career in, in NXT, this is the this first is the time. This is the most interesting thing he's doing. Not only that, this is the first time you can explain him other than saying, watch him, or he wrestles good. Oh, oh, and Cameron Grimes is redneck Gordon Gecko. <laughs> or or as Corey Graves said when he interviewed him, he's Joe Dirt. He is. Holy shit, he is Joe Dirt. Oh, my God. To the moon. But do you do you see the point I'm trying to make? I'm I'm not trying to I'm not trying to so much diss these other wrestlers as I am trying to explain that this is a trope that we ignore with other people because there's something yeah, inherently likable about. Cameron Grimes in his underwear as the pool boy was the most hilarious thing I have seen. Oh, I don't God. know how He's long. So oh He's my so God. He's so good. The only thing that topped that for me this week was the segment with Team Snack. Just. Being delicious and snacktastic. <laughs> they are oh, three very pretty men. Um, but, yo, man, it was so fucking good to have you back. I am so glad that we got to have a show together this week. Uh, tell the good people where they can find you. We still do that? Of course we still do that. I got to hit them plugs, yeah? Okay. Uh, who do I want to... You know, You know what? I'm not going to big me up. I have to big up PC Tony this week because his because Milwaukee the Milwaukee Bucks, Bucks won the championship in a really they, good finals. They beat my Phoenix Suns. So out of out of respect and they didn't I didn't get the call for three man weave. I forgot cuz I'm still technically on hiatus, so I missed the show. So I'm not going to say my Twitter. I'm going to say his. Follow PC Tony at PC Tony. Well, and I'll say this, you know, in defense of your Phoenix Suns. It it really just came down to one thing. The Bucks had Giannis, and y'all didn't. <laughs> like, that's, that's Giannis just, is the most dominant person shit. in the world, right? They had Giannis. Done. Um, but no, you can find Good Brother Rants on Twitter, at It's Ray Cash, R-E-Y as in Mysterio, C-S-C-A-S-H as in dollars. Gotta um, get it in there, bro. Gotta get that work in. You can find the Good Brother Carl on Twitter, at Outsider Curvin, K-E-R-V-I-N. You can find me on Twitter at Dr. S'mores. 
you can, of course, find the show on Twitter at Outsiders Edge CS. And we are part of the Chair Shot Radio Network at Chair Shot Media, where you always use La Cabeza. That's and, and remember, y'all, we here at the Outsiders Edge podcast are just some increasingly older gentlemen doing everything that we can trying to make it out here in this world. Literally increasingly older because I just had a birthday and Kyle's is in about three weeks. Yeah, man. You know, we're hitting them like, you know, early to mid 30s. Um, Sometimes we're going to hit y'all with that, like, just good, wholesome news. Like crowds are back in wrestling and that just makes everything so much better. And other times we're going to hit you with that real news. Like crowds are back in wrestling and the fans are just Fucking dick sometimes. <laughs> we can end the show right there. See y'all later. But no matter what, <laughs> we're just out here following our dreams, and y'all gotta respect that. Because if you don't, well, just like y'all in the crowd at the show, we sure don't give a fuck. I've been waiting like almost two and a half months to say this, but fuck them. Oh, good. Thanks for listening. We'll catch y'all next time. That was from the diaphragm. The diaphragm. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.